0: Hi everyone and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Voice. You are here with me Samrin today and we are going to look ahead to Bayern's game against Walfel Bakum. So I normally start with a look at the opponent but today let's just take a look at what's been happening with Bayern. So first and foremost let's look back at that game against Wolfsburg. Of course we had a post-game podcast covering it and we had enough analysis on the game but just a quick reminder that Bayern ran out winners 2-0 and um that game the win was not as emphatic as the ones against leipzig although that one got tricky at the end as well or the win against frankfurt but it almost felt like Bayern had to tough it out and change things and try new things to make it work Initially, Alfonso Davies was a little further back. Him coming forward and occupying more pockets of space confused the Wolfsburg defense, if anything, and helped open up more channels for Bayern to attack. A wonderful solo goal by Jamal Muziala, followed by a goal by Thomas Muller in, only way, in a way that only Thomas Muller can basically score in, um, was substantial enough for Bayern to see the game out. There was not too much of a threat from Wolfsburg in terms of attack. And uh, the 2-0 result was well-deserved. We were waiting for the alarm bells to ring in terms of whether this new four-two-two-two, if you take it that way, will work out and if this was going to be a viable option for Bayern moving forward. Okay. They had to adapt against Wolfsburg. And that was interesting to me because it showed me that this team can adapt. So now that we have that down, we can... Look forward to an even more variable version of Bayern, if anything, a version of Bayern that can adjust as the opponent comes out to play. So, Bachum can sit deep and counter, Bachum can score wonder goals. As we remember, Bachum did p- put four past Bayern in their meeting last season, and three out of four goals were really wonder goals. But Bachum's had a tricky start to the season. They lost their f- opening game to Mainz by two goals to one, and they went down to Hoffenheim despite holding a 2 nil lead in that game. Two early goals, courtesy of Simone Zoller. Uh, Hoffenheim rallied back to win that game 3-2. But if you hadn't watched the game, what you don't know is that, in fact, Andre Kramrich, even before that late Hoffenheim goal came by, missed a penalty. Kramrich normally such a reliable figure for Hoffenheim. I just i wasn't very impressed with bakum because i felt like as the game wore on bakum sat deeper and deeper and deeper and just invited hoffenheim to come for them bakum set up like they usually do in a 3-5-2 ish setup and they had uh gamboa among the back three i really do like gamboa and i think he can do spectacular things on his day in the midfield five they had Anthony Lucia a, pers- a player I like very much who can make things happen as well and they had Asano another player who I think can be a very solid attacking outlet for them and among their friend too of course there was Zoller I think Riemann and goal is a really really good figure for them as well and I thought that Riemann did a decent job of stopping Hoffenheim from sc- Scoring for the longest time to me, the last thirty minutes, it almost seemed inevitable that Hoffenheim would run out winners, and it reflected. Um, at the end of the game, Hoffenheim had twenty-three shots to Bakum's eleven. They had twelve shots on target to Bakum's five. They had sixty percent possession to Bakum's forty. They had four hundred and sixty-one passes to Bakum's three eighteen. They had eighty-one uh, percent pass accuracy to Bakum's seventy-four. So, lots of people have tipped Bakum for relegation this season. I am not one of them. I saw, I liked what I saw from them last season. I think they will survive. I think they'll be okay. Uh, the Mainz game showed me enough to believe that Bakun will be okay, but they cannot do what they did against Hoffenheim and just sit back and sit back and sit back and try to absorb the pressure. And th- there was barely an attacking threat from Bakum by the time we got to the 90- 90th minute mark in that game against Bayern I think they'll also sit deep and they'll try to hit Bayern on the counter-attack I like Bakken when the counter-attack, they seem and feel very potent, they don't need that many chances to generate goals so <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to happen I I think Bayern will do much better this time and I think without jinxing it, they should be able to overcome Bakken I I would love to see how Bayern deals with a team that just sits deep and absorbs pressure. I'm not going to say that Bakken did this great because, well, they went down to Hoffenheim with late goals. But I, I want to see opponents try different things to take down Bayern. And I want to see how Bayern can adjust to those opponents because what I really enjoyed about the Wolfsburg game was it was different it was a fun watch in its own way and Bayern has been great to watch recently but I almost want to see teams try different things and I want to see how Bayern will react to it as the season goes because Nagelsmann's team fell off a cliff halfway through last season after a strong start and I'm hoping that does not happen in terms of Changes at Bayern, I really don't think we're going to see any changes because you Nagelsmann mentioned before last week's game against Wolfsburg that if something isn't broken, why are you going to change things? Which makes sense to me. So that might mean that Matisse De Ligt will have to be okay with another stint on the bench. That means Marcel Sabitzer stays in the team next to Kimmich. That means Muller, Mane, Ganabri Muziala again start. But my only question mark would be over Ganabri. I don't know if he has recovered from his what I think was an adductor muscle problem. If he has, then I tip him to start over Zane because the issue with Zane, which Chuck did a great job of explaining and he will obviously do a better job of explaining because this is literally... This is literally his narrative, and I completely agree with this, that even when Zani plays well, which he did against Wolfsburg, he almost scored two goals, it doesn't always feel like he is on the same wavelength as the rest of the team. Gnabry didn't have a great game that day, but Gnabry just fit into the team more, and there was more fluidity about the attack when Gnabry was in the team. So if Gnabry is fit, I fully expect Nagelsmann to start him. I might be wrong, the coach knows best, but that's how I see this going. So, hopefully this is a better one than the 4-1 defeat from last season. And hopefully this is an enjoyable game. So, what else is on this weekend's roster? Let's take a quick look at the games. On Friday, Borussia Mönchengladbach takes on Hertha Berlin. And this could be a really dicey affair. Gladbach had like two intelligent moments in their previous match. And both those moments turned into goals. Other than that... Gladbach had probably one or two other good moments, but I really did not think that Gladbach deserved to win their last game. And had to draw against Frankfurt, which is not what I was expecting, but Frankfurt did have a midweek fixture, and that's how these things go. Schalke really did start looking like the better team against Gladbach, and by the end of that match. So I'm going to go for a draw in this one, 2-2 again at Gladbach's home ground. On Saturday, Augsburg takes on Mainz. Despite Augsburg's shock win against Bayer Leverkusen last week, I think Mainz and Augsburg sort of have similar structures. And as a result, I expect Mainz to run out winners in this one. As for Wolfsburg-Schalke, this is a tough one to predict as well. And again, I'm going to take i guess the easy way out and predict a 1-1 draw for this one stuttgart freiburg is going to be a very interesting fixture freiburg did so great last week only to throw it away toward the end against dortmund stuttgart has been solid for me to date the 2-2 draw against Verder bremen was was a good performance and maybe maybe they should have ran out winners but i think freiburg wins that one Dortmund takes on Werder Bremen on Saturday morning as well, and I expect Dortmund to win that one. verder has been doing well so far, holding their own in the top flight. They have points on the board, but something about the Aiden-Tursich effect tells me that Dortmund will probably run out of winners. Leverkusen-Hoffenheim. I'm going to tip this 2 word, hoffenheims favorite, enough said. Like I, Everybody expects good things from Leverkusen at the beginning of every season. It almost never happens, and so I'm going hoffenheims way in this one, though. And I think Hoffenheim did a really great job against Baku last week. in Berlin, Leipzig. I'm going to tip Union Berlin for the win here. Leipzig have looked a little bit dodgy. Yes, they looked great again until they, until the red card last week. I believe it was to dominate of July, and so and um, even with ten men against Cologne, it felt like Leipzig might snatch that one, but. I've liked what I've seen from Union so far. Yes, they had the nil draw on Sunday, but I am going to take a brave approach and say Union is just going to nick this one. Eintracht Frankfurt, Köln. Again, a very tough one. Eintracht Frankfurt seems to be reeling from the loss of Kostas, and just like they've had such a ridiculously poor start to the season, so I'm going to tip this in Köln's favor. And of course, Bayern and Bochum round up the week. So that about covers it from me before I leave I cannot go without mentioning that ending of Better Call Saul if you don't want spoilers you should turn this podcast off right now it was a bittersweet ending and it stayed with me all of last night and it's staying with me today and Honestly, for me, Better Call Saul was one of the greatest ever TV shows written, but then again, I don't watch as much TV, or I'm not exactly that much of a TV buff as many other people. So, hey, maybe other TV buffs who watch Better Call Saul can tell me more. So. That's it from me, Samrin. Be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Works for all of your up-to-date coverage in Bayern Munich and Germany. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks, at the Barrel Blog, at Tommy Adams71, at BFWN, and more. Of course, we have Schnitzel, we have Teddy, we have Fergus, we have muller Era on the podcast from time to time as guests. And uh, yeah, you'll find me hanging around the website. And if you comment, of course, I'm gonna get back to you. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I hope you're looking forward to get to the game and have a great night.